Welcome to the On the Road to Freedom podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. We can't wait to get into the Word with you and share some truth that's going to change your life. Make sure and hit the subscribe button and help us spread the word by rating and reviewing the show. You can also connect with us at mylan.org for more helpful resources. Now, let's get into today's show. Well, welcome to On the Road to Freedom. And today we're in Maui filming this little spot, but what you're seeing today was filmed at Hutchins Prison. This was part two, and it was a wonderful, awesome service. You know, we preach in churches and events all over the world, and this one was so special to us. It was really an honor. We were so humbled. I remember we cried on the way home after the service. This was such a privilege. I know it's gonna be a blessing to you, so check it out. Let me tell you something. God don't like the devil messing with his kids. God is angry about what Satan has done to your lives. And he wants to fix it. But he ain't going to make you change anything. People talking about how God's in control. No, he ain't. Listen to me now. God gave everyone on this planet a free will. That means you can go to heaven or you can go to hell. People talk about how he's in control. How come people robbing banks? God will let you rob a bank, but he told you not to steal. He commanded you not to steal. So we can, we can shoot people. We can do all kind of weird stuff. We can do whatever we want to, but we can't blame it on God. We made choices. Now, some of us made choices because it was hard when we were kids. It was unfair. And I ain't telling you that life is fair because there is a a thief and a liar. He comes to steal and kill and destroy. And sin is the problem. And some of us were born because of sin. We weren't loved from the get-go. We were, some of us were an accident. Some of us were just passed around from from home to home and place to place and and abused and hollered at and, and told we were stupid and And everything was blamed on us and we did get angry and we did get frustrated and we didn't respond properly. But I'm here to tell you that God is love. Will y'all just say that out loud with me? God is love. Now there's a word in scripture called Selah and it means pause and think about it. I want you to stop for just a second now because the only reason we're having this meeting tonight is God so loved the world, that's me and you, that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever would believe on him, not, not whoever would be goody two-shoes. I ain't talking about being perfect because none of us are and none of us ever will be. But the perfect one will come and live in you if you will let him and he will bring his anointing with him, his power with him. Here's the bottom line on Christianity because just doing something religious Raising your hand, filling out a form, getting a cross on your hat or a fish on your bumper, that ain't going to help you whip the devil. If you'll give God a chance, and it's your chance. I mean, it's up to you. Y'all already know nobody can make you do anything. When God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to this earth, a whole bunch of people have responded differently. Have you noticed the difference in, say, the way Billy Graham responded to Jesus Christ and the way Adolf Hitler responded? That God loved everybody. Jeffrey Dollar, Osama bin Laden, it don't matter who it was. 
Whoever you think the worst person you know, Jesus Christ came and died while we were yet sinners. He died because I sinned and because those people sinned. Now, the only difference in somebody producing a lot of life, like Billy Graham, he's led hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of people to Christ. I'm sure he has led millions to Christ. What's the difference in him and whoever you think is the worst person? The only difference is the way they responded to the love of God. Now, if you will let love, say it with me again, God is love. If you let God into your heart, in other words, if you let love into your heart, then you will become a distributor of love. You will be loaded with, filled with. How many of you know that when you get born again, now I ain't talking about just raising your hand. I'm talking about, he said, if you believe, here's what gets you born again. It's, it's by grace through faith that you're saved. The grace of God is free, but you got to believe God to get it. And once you believe in Jesus Christ, then it does, being trying to be perfect won't get you any brownie points in heaven. But if you really love the Lord, in other words, when you receive Jesus, he doesn't physically walk into your heart, but he does come by his spirit. And according to the word of God, the spirit of God dwells in you. If you're born again, now think about this, man. This is so cool. This changed my life. Your body, according to the Bible, is now the temple of the Holy Spirit. God doesn't live in buildings made by some big stone structure. God decided to live in his people. And if you are really born again, then God lives in you. If you're born again, say this, God lives in me. Now, how many of you know that God's got the power to solve some problems? And he ain't off, remember now, he ain't off up in heaven somewhere where you got to get the organ playing and get the choir singing, get everybody going, you know what I mean? Kumbaya, no, he's already right here. And all the stuff that's going on out here, all the chaos and all the anger and all the frustration and all the wars and rumors of wars and hell breaking loose everywhere because Satan hates us and he knows his time is short. He knows it's about over for him. He knows, he knows that Jesus is coming to get to church soon. Man, we're in the last of the last days, y'all. So the bottom line is, once you receive Jesus, according to his word, you're made a new creature. All the old, I'm not an ex-junkie anymore. I don't have to go to no meetings and say, my name's Mylon and I'm an alcoholic or I'm a drunk or I'm a, I'm a stoner. And I don't have to say that anymore. I'm not, a, I'm a new creature. And praise God, I'm a man of God. I'm not an ex-junkie. I'm a man of God. That's what he said. So I ain't, I ain't agreeing with the devil anymore. I say what God says. He's the one that loved me enough to forgive me and, and die for me. When Jesus died for me and you, the Bible says he went to hell for us so we wouldn't have to go. He that knew no sin became sin and it sent him to hell just like he would send us if we didn't receive him. But praise God, he went to hell, conquered death, hell, and the grave, whooped the devil. Y'all know the difference in whipped and whooped. He whooped the devil, took the keys to death, hell, and the grave and rose again. And now he has come to live in my heart. Amen. Now here's the deal. 
If he's in here and I got some problems out here, according to the Bible, all I got to do to get him out here to deal with the problems is to speak his word. But I can't do that if I don't know it. Now, I'm going to give y'all an opportunity at the end of this service to make a decision, but I ain't going to ask you to get saved. How many of y'all have been to some Christian meetings while you're in prison or before that? I mean, we already know what getting saved is. You just believe on the Son of God. That's a piece of cake. You can do that in 10 seconds. And it's your choice. But again, you can go to hell if you want to, but it's not the will of God. God doesn't get to his will in everybody's life. He lets everybody choose. Paul, who wrote most of the Bible, most of the New Testament, more than anybody else, Paul used to be a guy named Saul, and he was a murderer. And he wrote some of the most important books of the Bible while he was in prison. Don't think, I mean, you can, you can just do time. Or you could give everything to Jesus and let him do something amazing in you and through you. Don't, don't let the devil lie to you and tell you, you ain't smart. I ain't either, man. I didn't go to college. I barely got out of high school. But when God put his super on my natural, when the grace of God came on my life, what happened? How'd that happen? When I surrendered, all I said was, God, I don't know how to be a Christian. I don't know how to get, I want to be like Jesus. I'm tired of being a liar. I'm tired of being an adulterer. I'm tired of being a manipulator. I'm tired of being selfish and everything being all about me. I'm tired of being lonely. I mean, you can be on the road, man, there'd be 20, 30,000 people in the audience all flicking their big for you, and then you roll out of there on a limousine, and they got you up in some penthouse suite on top of the city, and you're looking out, and you got, you're thinking, I got 20 or 30,000 people out there, my friends, but I'm in here by myself in a 2,000-square-foot room that nobody in my neighborhood would ever believe I'd ever even been in, much less spent the night in. Lonely, taking everything I could take trying to get through the night. I made up my mind, and here's what God said about it. He said, son, you've been going through this, this cycle. You just go through this season. You do the best. You, you're proud. You do everything you can. You mess everything up. Then you humble yourself. When it, when it hits the fan and you ain't got no choice, you get on your knees, and you start begging me to fix it. And I have Bell Joyce, skinny, white, self out. I used to be skinny. And, I, and he said, when are you going to wake up? One of the books that Paul wrote he said to the church in Rome, how many of you know God, Jesus is the same yesterday and day and forever. He never changes. So if God said something to the church in Rome in 2,000 years ago, he's still saying this to any Christian anywhere It's in the church of Jesus Christ. Here's what he said. Be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds in Christ Jesus. In other words, read what I say until you learn to think like me until you get the wisdom of God and the mind of Christ. Because when you get the wisdom of God, man, I was a junkie and I had been stoned for 21 years. I took everything but birth control, y'all. It was crazy back in the 60s. Anybody, any of y'all was alive in the 60s? Any, anybody remember what you did? I have to get a video to find out what I did. So here's the bottom line. You get renewed, your spirit gets recreated 
But your mind doesn't. Your mind has to be renewed. How does that happen? You read the Bible. And according to him, if you keep it before your eyes, that means read it. And he even said in another place, he said, do not let it depart from your mouth. In other words, keep words that agree with God's word in your mouth. And that way, faith comes by hearing. So you got some other friends and they're believers. Then y'all talk about the things of God. Then you're hearing them talk the word and it's coming into yours and faith is coming. What is faith? Faith means I trust God more than I trust anybody else on the planet and especially me. Because I'm the one that got me in trouble. The Bible says... The Bible says, don't lean on your own understanding. In other words, until you decide you're going to trust God more than you trust you, you're going to keep making the same mistakes. You're going to keep going around that same mountain trying to get to the top, but you ain't ever getting anywhere. Now, there's nothing wrong with starting in kindergarten. When somebody gets saved according to the Word of God, they're just a babe in Christ. And babes, you know what babes do. You have to change their diaper. They do lots of stuff. They make a mess. And that's all right, you know. And then when they grow a little bit, they get to where they can walk around. Y'all see your kids growing up and they fall down and they get back up and they crawl a little bit and they cry. And the man, they'll be two years old and they're playing with their cousin. They bop him on the head with a toy and he's screaming and hollering. And yet they, they're having fun together five minutes later. They ain't suing each other. You know what I mean? They just cousins still. And, and so they're playing and they're having a good time. And there ain't nothing wrong with being in the first grade or the second grade, or the third grade. But if you're the only one shaving in the third grade, something's wrong. <laughs> there comes a time, some people have been going to church for 50 years. They've been born again for 50 years. They're just as mean as they was 50 years ago. You guys are in this situation right here. And for some of you, it might not change for a while. So you just got one decision to make. Are you going to be an angry person? Are you going to be uh, a depressed person? Are you going to be, you know, constantly thinking about it and rehearsing? I read, I read recently where people have, let me just read, I don't want to misquote this. I, I wrote this down because I thought this was amazing. People have 60,000 thoughts a day as an average human being. 90% of those thoughts repeat themselves every day. 80% of the repetitive thoughts are negative, and they have what scientists and the Bible call a stronghold on your mind. Or you wouldn't keep thinking about them over and over because they're not fun thoughts. They're not good thoughts. That's why Jesus said, you got to get your mind renewed. Get a new way of thinking. I was a heroin addict. I asked God to forgive me, and I gave him my life. And I'm telling you the truth, people. I never, I never smoked another joint. I never snorted another line. I never shot nothing. I, from that day forward, now I'm not telling you this, I'm all Mr. Discipline. If I was, I'd be skinny. I'm telling you that the Spirit of the Lord, but when I gave him what I control in the natural realm, my life, the mess that it was, by the way, he's the only one that wanted it. Me and everybody else was sick of it. But when I gave that to him, what I control in the natural realm, he put his super on my natural. And all of a sudden, it, the miracle to me is not that I don't get loaded anymore. The miracle is I don't want to. Amen. I found something better. Amen. 
I found something so good. What is it I found? God loves me. He don't, won't ever reject me. He doesn't, he doesn't, he casts my sins into a sea of forgetfulness. He doesn't ever take me over there when he's frustrated me and stick my nose in that and say, fool, I saw what you did last Thursday. Don't even mess with me. No, he, Jesus took what I deserve and then he gave me what he deserves. And it's real. I ain't getting paid to be here, y'all. I ain't here to con you. I paid my money to get over here, and I, and I spent, me and Brother Copeland spent a whole lot of money making a book, and I'm going to give you one tonight when it's over with, and it's about my life, and it's going to be a whole bunch of pictures. You'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it. But it's full of scripture. So I only said that. I only said that it's, it's, a, it's a book. It, I know you can't see them back there, but it's B.C., before Christ. That's when I was a junkie. And it's A.D., which is after Christ. So basically, the first 35 years of my life, the religious frustration, the anger, the, there's, there's over 100 pictures in here of people you will all know, Clapton and, and you know, people you know, and, uh, and Elvis and, and just a bunch of old friends. But then at the end, you can see what Jesus did. And he didn't do it because I'm some nice guy. He did it because he's good. He did it because he's loved. All I did was get on my knees and humble myself and ask him to forgive me and let me start my life over. So the bottom line is, who wants to start their life over? Because, yeah, now remember, remember, God ain't going to make you. You know, I had a guy come to me and say, I want you to pray for me that I'll quit drinking. I said, all right, right before we pray, let me ask you a question. You going to quit drinking? Because I ain't wasting my, well, I ain't playing church up in here. I ain't no use for me to pray that you're going to quit drinking if you're going in a bar tomorrow. God ain't going to slap you when you order a beer. He'll let you just go. He'll let you do anything. You, you can just live like hell and go there. And he don't want you to. It's not his will. What he wants to do is bless your socks off. He crowns our head with loving kindness. He fills our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagle. And I'll be 70 next year, and I'm having more fun than two 35-year-olds. He will renew your youth. God is not messing around. He'll do that. There's a scripture where he said, son, if you'll give your life to me, I'll give you back what the, what the sin and your bad choices took away from you. And he said this in the book of Joel. He said, and I'll give you back the years. Amen. 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 There were, some, there were some dark years, and I never thought I'd get them back. I didn't think it was possible. That's why I needed faith, because my mind didn't know how to do it. But Jesus said, it's with the heart that man believes. you got to get the Word. If you keep studying the Word every day, the Word will get past your brain, and it'll get down into your heart. And then when the crap starts around you, you'll still know how to stay out of all the craziness and you'll still know how to walk with God in the hardest places. And I ain't telling you it's easy. I ain't lying to you. There's everything that you study in the Word of God, the devil will challenge you on it. This ain't heaven, y'all. This is Texas. And there's some stuff going on in Texas and it ain't all good. And man, as long as you're on this planet, you're going to be challenged by the devil and his gang. 
And there's a lot of Christians who live in fear and they're all angry and they ain't forgiving anybody and they're bitter and mean and nasty and they'll cuss you out in King James. And you're either going to make up your mind, I'm going to walk in love toward all these people. I ain't, taking the, I ain't taking the bait of the devil. He's not stealing my life anymore. He's not stealing my marriage. We got holy matrimony. I'd tell you if we didn't. It's a real thing. Holy, when that word's in there, that means God's getting involved. Amen. When Jesus is Lord of a relationship, you don't have the junk I used to have. I don't have to try to remember my lies because I quit telling them. Glory to God. It just sounds so simple, but I'm telling you, it's true. God wants to fix your life, but I'm going to be straight with you. Unless you study the word of God, it ain't going to get any better. God, there's one thing that motivates God. People stand in church and they raise their hand. Oh, Jesus, you're so holy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then the first time the doctor says, boy, we found some stuff under this microscope. It's bad stuff, man. It's going to, you know, you're going to be dead in six months and it's going to be ugly and it's going to hurt a lot and you better go home and get your house in order. Well, then you only got two choices if you hear those words. You can either believe the doctor because he's, you know, he's practicing medicine. He went to school for a long time. Or you can believe the, the great physician who, by the way, ain't practicing medicine. He got it down. And what he said was, by his stripes... You were healed. So who am I going to believe? Because whoever you believe is going to determine whether you need to go home and get your house in order or whether God's going to show up at your house and prove he's your God. Not the God, not a God, your God. We're out of time and I got to quit, but man, I am honored that y'all let me come up in here. We have... Before we, before we go, but before we go, I want to pray with you. I want to lead you in a prayer. The Word of God is God's DNA. Y'all know what DNA is. When you get God's Word, it's full of power. And when you get it in your heart, it starts reproducing Jesus. My favorite scripture says this. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You can see it and you can taste it, man. Taste and see the Lord is good and blessed is the man who trusts in him. God sent me here. I prayed about it for a couple of weeks now. I only go in one of these about every three months. I go in with Mike Barber's uh, group and, and you know, the rest of the time I'm out preaching all over the world. But uh, I asked God, I said, God, I don't know these guys. They ain't none of my business, but I don't want to be religious with them. If you tell me what to tell them, I'll tell them. Tell me, make it obvious to me, please, sir. And he told me simply to tell you this. If you want your life to change, the first thing, if you want to be like Jesus, the first thing that's got to change is your mind. Once you start thinking, you get the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God, you start thinking like him, you start talking like him. You start talking like him, eventually you'll start acting like him. You start acting like him, it won't be long until you'll start reacting like him. And that's when you'll know you're growing up. That's when you won't, amen, amen. So let me, let me pray with y'all. I'm going to lead you in prayer as I believe the Holy Spirit is leading me. Will you say this out loud? Now you can bow your heads if you want to, or you can just look at me if you want to. God's listening. 
we don't have to do anything religious. We do want to honor him, you know, and, and so sometimes people like to bow their head. You can do that if you want to, but we're going to pray a prayer called a prayer of confession. And it means that we believe God's listening. That's faith in itself. And we expect him to answer our prayer because we're going to come to him in the name of Jesus. Will you say this with me? Father God, I want to love the way you do. I want to live a life that you can trust me. I want you to bless me so that I can be a blessing. I believe that if I truly live for you, that you'll bless me for it. Because you said blessed is the man that trusts in you. So Jesus, I'm asking you to come into my heart not just to be my savior. I want you to be my Lord and master. I surrender to you, Jesus. I give you my life. I give you my family. I give you my money. I give you my hopes and dreams. And yes, sir, I give you my problems. I need your help. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. name. Amen. Amen. Man, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I don't know what it is, but every time I see people get born again, it touches me. Me I'm so thankful. If it wasn't for the grace of God, you know, I'd been on the other side. I'd been sitting out there watching one of y'all preach. But God is good, and he met those people where they are. Those books that we handed to those guys, all you who bought one of our books, you paid for those books. Those people who read those testimonies and read that word of God and who made a decision to come in the kingdom of God, they would have gone to hell, but they're going to heaven because you obeyed and because you did your part and we did ours and God did his. I love you for that, man. I'm so thankful for you. We're going to be praying for y'all. Please pray for us. Tell all your friends to join us and stay in the word because that's what keeps you on the road to freedom. In the book of John, Jesus asked Peter three times, Peter, do you love me? And on the third time it says, Peter is grieving. He said, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus said again to him, then feed my sheep. And you can be a part of that today in obeying those instructions to feed his sheep. We are his sheep and he is the good shepherd. And you don't have to be in the five-fold ministry to obey that instruction. You can do that by joining Team Milan and helping us give this bread of life, this daily bread to those all over the world and showing them that there is, teaching them that there is a road to freedom and that they can be set free and free indeed. And if you'd like to be a party, just go to mylan.org, contact us there and click on Team Milan today.